Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Zar and welcome to the Yoga Zar podcast for Thursday, January 27th, 2022. And how are you? Namaste. Hello. <laughs> Greetings. Ciao. Hola. <laughs> yeah, all the ways that I can say hello, aloha, and hello uh, to you. Um, the greeting, namaste. Yeah, that one uh, is, for some reason, reserved for the end of a yoga class. <laughs> and uh, I had you know, more than one student uh, over the years, uh, people who are originally from India, ask me, why? <laughs> why? Why do Americans do it at the end? Um, it's uh, typically used as like a greeting. And when I was walking around Rishikesh, I noticed that people in the shop said, Namaste, Namaste. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I'm not making fun of it. I'm, I'm making fun of us. <laughs> like, uh, why? why? Why do we do that? Um, and I think that's just the American brand, baby. <laughs> Let's take something as it is, alter it just enough, for it to feel like our own and have it be a slap in the face to the culture that it comes from, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Americans, we mean well. We do. I mean, can't speak for everybody in America, but the people that I know in San Diego, the people that I know in California, the people that I know from Buffalo, New York, they're all pretty cool. So... I think people are just doing their best and then they just kind of like parrot what they heard uh, other people say and do. And it made them feel good so they want to share it too. And or uh, they are transmuting pain, transferring pain, which is a weird and wild phenomenon. Like you ever have somebody who just like brings their bad day into the room? And then their mood infects yours and, and almost everybody else's. It sucks. Sucks. You notice that? When you notice that, that is the time that you reach into your bag uh, and pull out that little bundle of sage and say, everybody, everybody who doesn't like this, I need you to step out for like 15 minutes. I need to bless the place. Hoyo, hoyo, hoyo. Uh, yeah um but you know what really could work for that person is the old the old mood intervention of a of a midday nap <laughs> a little bit of yoga nidra in the life do that person good maybe a Maybe meditation for the, the type A individual. It's like, okay, just, I don't have 30 minutes. I only have five. Well, meditate. <laughs> Ring that bell, sit still. And anchor yourself in the awareness of your breath. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me. That's what it takes to fix your mood. <laughs> that's what it takes to clean and clear your chakras. Then let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, this week, 
But today, actually, today is the kickoff for the University of San Diego. Teaching yoga there again this semester. Pretty excited about it. I just got the lineup of students and half of my students are taking yoga online because not only is it doable, it's also enjoyable. Go to zaryogastudio.com. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm looking forward to this semester incorporating meditation into what they know about yoga. Now, because from what I can tell, a lot of people come to yoga for an initial bodily grievance of some sort. Maybe it's an image thing. Maybe it's a functionality thing. Uh, maybe it's a repair, recovery thing, something that they want to complement something else with. Uh, and then there's also the like thing that gets added on at the very end, like it's a bow or something. And people will say something like, oh, and also like, I want to relax. I want to feel calm, want to feel centered, want to feel grounded. Had a really stressful day. And uh, I feel like this would be good for me. And you've probably heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. Uh, some people benefit from the movement into meditation. And, you know, fair enough, too, because 530 might be the first time, um, if especially if they didn't do anything in the morning except get ready for work, go to work, do the work. This is the first time where they're really having some great motion and functionality in their body. Uh, it's like walking is one thing, you know, lifting your arm to open the door. <laughs> That's a thing that's owned too, but to do a, a back bend, for example, not a lot of people doing that in their ordinary life, are they? Or even simpler than that, uh, raising your arms over your head. <laughs> you don't use it. The shit don't work no more. <laughs> the systems get upset. Start working against one another. Not good. And so for some people, when they show up to yoga in the early or late evening, <clears throat> that's in part what it's for. To say, hey, buddy, I see you. I love you. We're going to do something good for you. Here we are. And, and I really, I appreciate that. Um, and I take the time to get to know why a person is here. I take the time to get to know how it is that a person is feeling uh, when they show up so I know how to deliver it to them. And then when you work with a cohort of students, like I do at the university, you get these students week after week. So you don't just have to tailor to the moment, but there's also a, a learning arc, a learning arc, which occurs over the course of 14, 16 weeks. And that stuff is rad as fuck. And this semester, I'm, I'm going to give the students a little bit of homework, just a little bit. And that's to twice a week, meditate twice a week, meditate with me. It could be any one of these sessions come through and do it. 
And you wanna know why I'm having them do it? Is because I wanna show them how easy it is to do. How easy it is to do and how much of a positive impact it can have on, on your mood, on your headspace. And that as an aggregate stacked over time is something that can really change the directory, trajectory rather, of somebody's life. So I'm going to be that guy going to introduce him to the concept this year, this semester, and I'm really excited about it. If you have any nominations, like if you're out there, not in college and you're like, dude, if I was in college, I would want this. Uh, hit me up yoga czar. It's on Instagram. Y O G A C Z A R. That's the place to go. Also, Put up a little bonus thing for y'all out there. It's only going to be on the YouTubes for the next 30 days, but there is a 30 minute asana sequence, body sequence, which is on yoga. <laughs> of course it's on yoga. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, it's on my yoga czar channel. Subscribe to that by the way, because if I get a thousand people to, then I can stream my stuff from YouTube directly to you. And that's what I'm going towards. So help me in that cause. And the next thing is uh, the title, which is crack your heart open afternoon yoga, stretch shoulders, chest, plus back bends. And, uh, these are all the things that a lot of you really need <laughs> or, um, really benefit from because of the chin forward, head down, shoulders rolled it in society and uh, mechanical habits that, that we often work with. And it's no wonder too, like if you look at the way that you position yourself day to day, maybe it's like how you drive. What, how are your shoulders when you drive? They're probably rolled in, right? What are they like when you text? What are they like when you type? What are they like when you're you know, on the can going through your Instagram? <laughs> A lot of closed heart spaces out there. And, uh, and I know that there's some people who are just into body mechanics and there's some people who are also really into, for lack of a better term, energetics. And, uh, the, the yoga in me uh, does a little bit of both. There's always a primary emphasis on the, the top most measurable empirical, empirical palpable layer. That's the body layer. So I like to start there. It, it serves everybody. And then that, that next layer where you start getting into more abstract themes or, um, even like storytelling, which helps a person navigate the headspace of their own mind. I like doing that too, because it helps, it, it helps some, it helps people who are equipped to be helped by that. So that's why I share it. And so when I say a closed heart society, I'm using a little bit of double speak. <laughs> it's not just the mechanics of like, the shoulders rolling forward and in the posture of anxiety, depression, 
um, protection of what's vulnerable and vital. Like all of that has a, an immediate impact and effect on your nervous system. It being the posture, by the way, posture having an immediate effect on your nervous system. Like those two things that I don't think that they're really inseparable, how you feel and how you sense that is intermediated by, uh, I guess, how you set up your, your senses, <laughs> how you present yourself to receive the moment. And so in a, in a closed heart society, I feel like we see a lot of themes and how we communicate with each other, the decisions that we make in mass, uh, even the, the tendency for things to be viral or buzzing on social media to be items which are anger inducing and rage provoking, which is a wild phenomenon because it's, it's almost like we're doing it to ourselves. I mean, yeah, seems like there are some catalysts out there stoking gas on that fire. But if we were tapping into the element of our human nature, which is promoting progress, which is, I mean, not just progress, but more so civility, being kind to one another. What are the good things that happen? What are the kind things that happen? What are the projects that just like broke through? What are the projects that are coming up? which are going to create breakthroughs and how can we support them and how can we celebrate them and how can we cheer them on? Like there's not a whole lot of that. And I'm not confident that it's like a, the basis of human nature thing. Like I don't think that the natural disposition or the tendency for people to behave and perform is in the lane of fear and rage and aggression. I, I mean, I just, I don't think so, but what the fuck do I know? I have a bachelor's in psychology. <laughs> you know, like I read a lot of books. I'm not an anthropologist. I'm not anybody who you need to like take this as a really big word thing on that being said, the phrase of, of cracking your heart open that tends to get received well from people when we're doing the postures that are embodying that. And when you watch that video on YouTube, you, you see how you see why instead of the, the shoulders rolling in and the back bowing backwards, bowing backwards, rather the opposite is happening. Your shoulders are rolling out and the back of your heart is being cupped. It's being supported. It's being presented upwards courageously, very vulnerably. And that invites and sets the stage for this opening to grace. That's also a, another energetic thing that I could lose a lot of people on. But um, in that video, I go into that. And I really have to thank... Uh, my yoga mom, <laughs> Amy Caldwell. I have to thank her for introducing me to that very, very early. Um, it's 
how she would set the tone for the space whenever we met, whether it was for a little lunch break as a class or uh, for our yoga teacher training, for our physical experience, for our meditative experience. Just, it was a great way to disarm ourselves and remove any unintentional barriers or expectations that we might have and learn how to experience this moment exactly as it is with an open heart. And damn, is that, <laughs> is that really, really beneficial? So shout out to you, uh, Amy Caldwell, owner of the Yoga One Studio in San Diego. Give her a look if you're into it. Um, and I was almost about to go on a tangent on where she got that from. There's a, a lane of yoga called Anusara Yoga. Um, and Anusara Yoga, that's fun to say, <laughs> um, has its origins from an individual by the name of, of John Friend, which sounds like an ambiguous name. <laughs> like it almost sounds like a spiritual name, like Ram Das, but like an English version. <laughs> do a generic first name, John. Uh, do a last name that sounds kind when you say it, Friend. John Friend. <laughs> uh, but um, there's a bit of a bummer that happened with that um, style and school of yoga, apparently because John was doing something to the effect of like starting a cult, <laughs> which, by the way, if you don't know what I mean, a cult is what happens whenever you have a charismatic leader <laughs> who has sex rituals with their followers. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that that's like the prerequisite requirement. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Amy was really, um, she, in early in the education, she shared that with us. Uh, she shared that on the note of two, um, Hey, when it comes to being a yoga teacher and, uh, being a teacher for your students, you got to understand that um, a lot of these people feel they feel vulnerable. And I mean, it's not just the way that they're positioning their bodies, but also how they're like opening up emotionally. And so if you're a person that is holding space for them to navigate that, there might be some feelings that become conflated from them towards you. And when people feel admiration, they don't always know how to channel it or what to do with it. For some people, it doesn't happen like very super often. So as being a teacher, there's extra steps that you ought to take so that when you have students who admire you, um, you do your best to ensure that what you're sharing as a yoga teacher doesn't get these impurifications because of say, um, sexual play, sexual attention, dating, that type of thing. And, uh, and I appreciate her for that because that helped me set some, some early rules. <laughs> 
and uh and i'm sure over my time with you on this podcast i'll i'll share with you how i've i've navigated those boundaries and those rules and what's happened in in different experiences but um the notion that hey we're going to open our hearts to one another and that we're going to do our best to create a safe and supportive space for us to to take that slice of time to study the self and enjoy that time spent with the heart um I don't know too many facets in our American society that, that does that. And <laughs> also does that in a way that like, like not even a dude has to be shy about doing. <laughs> Cause let's face it, right? It's, it's the guys, <laughs> it's the guys that, that have uh, a little bit more trouble than, than women do when it comes to that. Of course you have uh, different examples, different exceptions. Like if you ever watched the adult cartoon Archer, the mother figure in that Mallory Archer, great example. <laughs> yeah, and being in the comedy community, I know some women who like <laughs> they make jokes about kids just because like they don't feel like that type of motherly tenderness. So I'm not saying anything across the board. I'm not making a sweeping stereotype. That being said, when it comes to fellas. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to make a sweeping stereotype, but here we go. Uh, fellas, <laughs> you, you tell them to open up their hearts, man. They're a little bit more like, what is love? <laughs> and that's, that's cool, man. It's, it's cool. Um, but uh, to set the groundwork so that way um, people, including men, uh, maybe if safe is too soft of a word, then secure, a rooted, uh, a strong foundation so that you have the right boundaries and parameters to, um, with the right effort, explore the, the vulnerabilities, the tenderness, and uh, set the stage for the invitation to open up to eventually do exactly that, open up. And some of that gets communicated simply physiologically. The way that a person's fascia binds up in their bodies, the type of tension that they hold because of the emotional state that they're typically in. You remember the old phrase, or maybe you do, maybe you don't, but keep making that face is going to get stuck like that. (laughs) Kind of true. Kind of (laughs) true. Keep doing that thing with your shoulders and your shoulders, that's going to be where they want to be. Keep doing that thing with your back and with your hips. That's the way it's going to be. If you want old man butt and if you want sad boy shoulders, (laughs) then keep doing what you're doing or seal your youth in. Give yourself uprightness. Give yourself confidence. Give yourself strength as felt by and as communicated by with your posture. And one of the ways to do that is to counterbalance the sad boy shoulders <laughs> to counterbalance the, the closed heart day-to-day action. And the, cause you know, we, 
maybe you love your job. Maybe you're a writer. And the type of way that you posture yourself is the tax. It's the tax that you pay for doing the thing that you love to do. And it's not that you have to have a balanced base all the time. Sometimes the key is to counterbalance, to do the exact opposite and to have a dedicated applied amount of time for that counterbalance to realign and to reconnect you in a way that is harmony inducing. So crack your heart open every once in a while. <laughs> open a grace and um, feel the strength, feel the confidence to let the love in and to send that love out without a fear uh, being hurt or certainly um, with the confidence knowing that uh, you can and will endure, you can and will recover, and that your love is endlessly abundant. If and when you make the choices to have it be so, right? Right, unless you're an Auschwitz or... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, if you haven't read A Man's Search for Meaning, it's by Viktor Frankl. Uh, he was a psychologist who was um, in those internment camps. And on a day like today, I guess, January 27th is Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, at least that's what the internet, Instagram told me. Um, I guess I'm glad that <clears throat> I got that segue reminder to say, hey, um, thank you. Uh, thank you to all the people who made it through those hard times and came out the other side with love who made the day-to-day -day decision to uh, keep their integrity to keep their character even in hard times and to have hope and instill hope in others because sometimes it seems bleak sometimes it seems really bleak and yet yet we are reminded of instances where the human spirit can persevere so Thanks to you all, <laughs> and thanks to you all for being here, too. Um, hang out with me, Instagram, Yogazar, right? You know it. Hang out with me. Uh, meditations, we do that three times a week. Breathwork, doing that three times a week. Asana, doing that three times a week. Nidra, doing that Monday night. Sign up at czaryogastudio.com and uh, get the goods, man. Get the goods and do some good for yourself. All right, I love you. Take care, and uh, I'll be back here to check in on you again next week for the next edition of the Yogazar Podcast. Peace.